0: So to all my new and older friends, um, I just a little bit about myself. I'm originally from upstate New York and I came down here for school, but I went to Lynchburg College, not necessarily Liberty University, so I am a little bit different for most of the population that kind of comes through this, these ways. Um, but still here, yeah, Lynchburg sucked me in, and I'm stay at home mom of two little girls. and. Really, I guess that's really about it about me. Sorry. So uh, I'm gonna open us open us up in a little bit of prayer because I, I am a little nervous, but then also like kind of drained at the same time. And so we're gonna really need the Holy Spirit I mean, at all times, obviously, but <laughs> to at least get us through the rest of this night. Um, so Lord. I'm exhausted, you know. I'm drained. You know, just the emotional roller coaster that we have gone through together over this last couple of weeks, and here we are tonight. God, you are amazing in how you do work. You are amazing how you weave things around and how you mold and create. I just, I can't, I can't fathom how you do all this. Um, but Lord, as I see your work, I see that it is for good. I see that it is perfect and just amazing and so mind-blowing and so holy spirit i ask for all of that for all of who you are and all of what you can do to just come tonight and lord and just and speak your name speak who you are um and what your ch- what you want your children to know about you god this is this is all about you so lord would you um yeah just go first uh, and be here with us tonight in your name i pray so we're just gonna jump right in Um, have you guys ever witnessed like any kind of like birthday fail or like a celebration fail or you know maybe you went to a party and somebody dropped the cake or you have that type of family where you know somebody's gonna get into some type of brawl. Doesn't no matter what it is, it's just gonna happen. Like that's that's more of a, a celebration fail, unfortunately. Um I have one that came to mind recently. I was about seven or eight years old, I can't remember which one, but my family thought it was gonna be a good idea to plan a surprise party for me. And I think my birthday was like during the week, and I was told that we weren't gonna really celebrate until that following weekend. So the day of, yeah, I wasn't expecting anything, but so I, I believe my parents, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that night, you know, we went through the school day, everything, everything was fine that night. Like my grandmother called, she wanted me to come over. I love my grandma, that's fine. I can come over for a visit and go say hi, and I thought that was all cool. And so I walk into my grandmother's house, and traditionally, yeah, like all of my cousins, I've got like 30 cousins. I have a pretty large family. All my cousins, my aunts and uncles all yelled surprise the moment I got through the door. And so I think what they were expecting is what everybody would expect to be like, shock. And I'm like, you know, a good laugh. Be like, ha, ah, ha, ha, we got you. But that was not, that was not my reaction at all. So when they yelled surprise, I was in shock and I had no idea what was going on. So I just awkwardly sat there, stone stone faced and stared at them. Legit just stared. It's like, what are y'all doing here? I don't even know if I remembered at that point that it was my birthday. And it really wasn't until like my older sister kind of like pushed me through the door and was like this party is for you, it's a surprise party, duh. It's like, oh, so we're not doing something later? <laughs> okay. And it just, like, I don't I do not do surprises. That was the very last time that my, my family ever threw me a surprise party. <laughs> like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I'd much rather know what's happening. And then maybe pretend to be surprised, like, ah, you got me. But that's like, like birthdays and parties and stuff like that, that's supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be like a time to celebrate. You know, and as we get older, maybe not so much when you're kids, but as we get older, the time kind of turns into like more reflection. You think about you know, the past year or maybe what's kind of led up to um, your history and just thinking about everything that's happened. And then there's this moment where, like, yes. I've made it one more year, like, I'm here, I'm strong, we can do this. And then there's that hope for the future, you know, hope to come, hope of like, oh, what I did in the past well, let's keep on doing that. And what wasn't so well, let's not do that again. And so that is, that's a means to celebrate, right? That's something worth celebrating. And honestly, guys, like, when I was preparing for tonight, I kept thinking, like, Wow, I've got like the easiest sections, because like, (laughs) sorry Carter, (laughs) no, but this is why, like, I felt like I had like the easiest section, because we're talking about like, what happens when, um, when you make a wise choice? Usually it's something favorable, and that's something worth celebrating, right? That's something that's like, yes, okay, we're here, we did, we've done the work that we've had to do. We have planted our seed, we put our stake in the ground, we're, I'm going to make this decision, and then I'm going to reap the benefits of that wisdom. Like, yes, yes, let's do this, let's go. And so that's almost like, oh, this is, this is going to be fun. We're, we're going to celebrate this. Um, and so after all of that, after, um, after making the, that decision and that choice and looking forward to what we're do, uh, what you're gonna do. We're hoping to read those words, I'm sorry. So last week, Jenna did a phenomenal, phenomenal job of teaching us a difference, or uh, helping us learn the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge being more like facts and information, you know, even good things, but that wisdom being that knowledge applied. Wisdom is something that is, that's put to action. It's, it's a verb. It's something that you actually do. It's something you actually use. It's not something that you just sit on a shelf. It's not something that you just kind of slide into your back pocket for for a rainy day. And of course, when talking about wisdom, Like, everybody wants wisdom, right? It's nice to be able to have that, to be able to use it, to be able to pull it out when you need it. Like, where do we get it from? Like, where does does wisdom come from? And when talking about wisdom, like, lucky for us as Christ followers, as those who love and know God deeply, we don't have to look very far. Because wisdom comes from God. There's no top tier above him. And hopefully as we continue through tonight, you'll get to see that you know wisdom, it does, it's something that we do and then it acts and responds in a way that's something a little bit more living rather than something that's a piece of just information or even good advice. Our wisdom comes from God. Romans 11 says that all things come from God, all things are through God and all things return to God so starting off in Proverbs 3 verse 19 through 20 it says by wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundation by understanding he set the heavens in place by knowledge the watery depths were divided and the clouds let the drop let drop the doom so this is literally going all the way back to Genesis Our God is so vast that his applied knowledge, his intellect, everything that he knows, led to the formation of literally creation. Our solar system, our own unique planet, all the boundaries and limitations needed to hold life. like God created that. That is how much he knew. That's how big he is. by his understanding the watery depths were divided. I think no matter you know what stage of life that we're in, whether we're in a classroom setting or a home setting or an office setting, we, we know the difference between you know, you can see the difference at least between knowing and understanding. At least in the English language, understanding is it's just a little bit more intimate, right?' there's, there's that deeper, comprehension, and even through a more personal experience. And so you don't just know the facts, but you inti- intimately know the full perspective. So for example, um, maybe when you were teenagers, or you have teenagers, and um, you're, so you're trying to find yourself. And you know you're just kind of buttonheads heads with your parents, and you know that your parents know you. I was either, they know your history, they know it good, the bad, the ugly. They know you, but maybe there are just those times where they don't understand you. And so it's like when that's missing, when that understanding is, is missing, it, it hurts, right? Like there's pain involved in that. There's a there's a deeper perspective. And here we have our God who is so big, who is so grand, who is so knowledgeable that his applied knowledge led to everything that we see here, yet his perspective is so detailed and so intimate that he knew exactly what we were going to need to both physically and spiritually survive. That's how grand his knowledge is, that's how deep and intimate his knowledge and understanding reaches. And the results of that, the rewards of of his wisdom is what we see around us. Everything that God has created, who we are, what we see around us is a reflection of God's wisdom. So what came out of his wisdom? What was produced by God's wisdom? Creation. Our world, us, every, every, this huge, large star that's in the galaxy, all the way down to the smallest atom and molecule, is his creation. That is a reflection of his wisdom. And even as his creation, he gave us the the ability to do the same, on a smaller scale, of course. If you want to call building skyscrapers or pyramids a, a smaller scale. But I guess, in comparison to the universe, it, it kind of is. But that wisdom that's needed, that that we can make, even with our own hands, our experience, the skills that we need to learn to do that, we have the ability to do that. So creating, making molding, (coughs) transforming all around us, that that is produced through wisdom. So if God is using his wisdom and his knowledge to be able to make and create and produce everything that we know and continually doing that. It's not something that just happened in Genesis. This is still going on. He is still making, he is still creating and still transforming. If he is using his own wisdom and and knowledge through that filter, then us as Christ followers, we should probably follow suit. I think it's pretty safe to say that. So what happens when we do the same? What happens when when we follow through God's wisdom? and our next set of verses my son do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight preserve sound judgment and discretion this will be life for you an ornament of grace an ornament to grace your neck then you will go on your way in safety your foot will not stumble you will lie down and you will not be afraid when you lie down your sleep will be sweet do not let wisdom out of your sight. It is intense, but it is valuable. It's not something that we, need, we forget, that we lose or try to replace. It needs to be at the forefront at all times, keeping our eyes on his wisdom, because this will be life. Wisdom can literally sustain you, can nourish you, and it'll keep you going. It's something that's meant to stay refreshed, to be used and to be applied and put into action. When your choices and actions and decisions are made on wise foundations, you can walk safely. Well, you know, you don't have to walk on eggshells or even barely feel like you're standing at all. This is a promise that God has given us. An example of that is let's say you're in, you've had a friendship that's lasted for a very long time. This is a very intense friendship. But it's also a very unhealthy friendship. It's toxic. You know, whether it's um, the person is asking you so much, so much, so much, so much of you, that you are just drained completely. There's just nothing left after you've had an interaction with that person. Or uh, maybe when you're together, there is just manipulation or anger and hostility, and there's just no resolution that can be made through that. Or whatever that may look like that has just led to just the unhealth of both you and that person. You go to anyone, any trusted friend, any pastor, any, any kind of leadership, anyone, You know, the wise choice would be like, you either need to set up boundaries around this friendship Or you need to just let it go. And that's hard, right? Like, that's hard. But in walking in that and actually applying that wisdom and you set those boundaries, what comes out of that is the health, it's the life of you and that person. What comes out of that is to be able to stand firm in that decision that you made and to be able to walk and keep moving forward without any hesitation, but to know that there is good that comes out of that and it's meant to be good. You still have to walk. There is still pain involved. We live in a broken world. So yes, God says that your foot will not stumble, but it, does, it still means that you can get turned around or maybe walk slow. It's, it still can happen, but know that you are still, God is going to keep you still there, confident and steady and keep you moving. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Your sleep will be sweet. You can rest. Yes, you can rest. This is something also worth celebrating. Guys, I love sleep. I love sleep so much. I'm pretty sure in Proverbs, there's a legit verse that says, do not love sleep. When I saw that a couple years ago, my heart broke. I think it's talking more about laziness, so I'm going to stand on that side. But I love sleep. And when I am like, beyond my exhaustion point, I am mean, I am snarky, I just want to be left alone. There have been several times when my husband's like, just go take a nap, like I'm some three-year-old. But you know what? I don't fight him, because it's exactly what I want. I might have an attitude going up the stairs, but I go and take a nap. As women, we don't rest well. We don't. You know, how much time do we waste staying up all night as our mind is just spinning? Whether it's fears or anxieties or worries. Maybe you're going over and over and over about to-do lists. Or maybe even something like you're, you're rethinking all the conversations that you had that day. It's just going on and on and on. We really don't want us well. I kind of, I know I'm not the only one who who goes through that. I have a really hard time with that. I call it my roller coaster. It's just something that I just, I get on, my emotions come on, on that ride too, and we just go on and on and on, and it becomes so difficult to get off. But God gives us rest. You know, one of my favorite verses, and actually it's one of the first verses that I ever really allowed to just sink so deep into me and have it come up over and over and over when I'm on that like the anxiety roller coaster comes from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. Um, sorry, toiling for food to eat. For he grants, For he grants sleep to those he loves. Everyone in this room is loved. We all fall under that category. It doesn't matter what you brought into this room and what's waiting for you outside. We are all loved. Therefore, we all have that freedom. He gives that to us. That is His gift to us. For rest. That's what He knows that we need. And even if sleep isn't your go-to, you know whatever that looks like for you to recharge, that is what God is saying you to rest, you don't have to stay up, you know, you don't have to let those worries go over and over and over in your mind, he said, no, I will take the night watch, you go rest, I have this, you can't tell me that something is not worth celebrating, like yes, go rest, so what, for us, what comes out of wisdom, what is produced by wisdom, life, Life and freedom, you know, to be able to be sustained, to feel whole and full and nourished, to stand upright and confident, to move forward, as well as the freedom to rest and recharge. That is what's coming out of walking through God's wisdom. To living it out. It sounds so nice, right? Like, yes, let me just just rest. It sounds so refreshing. We're going to continue in, uh, in our Proverbs 3. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be by your, at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. So why is it that we can be so confident, you know, that um, our wisdom or that his wisdom is going to keep us upright, that's going to keep us nourished? and allow us to be able to rest. Like why, why can we, why can we do that? We can do it because we know exactly where wisdom comes from, right? It comes right back from the source of everything. Because that same wisdom that is leading us comes from the same source that created the skies and created the earth and the depths of the water. It's the same source that knew the perfect boundaries and limitations for each major and minor creation on earth and on heaven. It's the same source whose understanding perspective is so vast that he knew exactly what his creations were going to need to survive each and every moment. It's big, right? But then I'm, I'm all about the questions. Like That is just how my mind goes. It's just questions, questions, questions. And then it's like I read those, and I hear it, and I let it sink in, but then actually in the moments when not only have I gotten my foot snared, but I have fallen flat on my face. You now I ask God, how? Like how do I stand steady? God, I'm, I'm already on the ground. One of those help me, I fall and I can't get up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground, like how, how do we do this? Like What, what is going to happen from here? And then I'm kind of reminded by this. So I, my mind is, this is how I kind of keep things organized, I just like these picture-like metaphors. So just hopefully y'all can follow suit with me. Um, I, what I've pictured, when I first surrendered my life to God, I pictured my life almost more like a, like a game board. A life game board, we'll just call it that. Just, yeah. And so there are, of course, the little squares that you have to jump to as you're just jumping around, trying to get through from one end to the other. And so when I first surrendered my life to God, how I pictured my game board is that I'm, I'm this little piece on the board jumping around. And let's say there's this spot, there's this one square that God has chosen for me that I need to be here. This, is, this square is ordained for me. Like, this is the spot. And so as I'm hopping around and moving around, I finally get there to that spot. And at that point, that's when God is like, OK, good job, Kiana. And then whoop, kind of drops in whatever it is that he wants me to have that moment, whether it's like a piece of information, maybe like an actual gift of some sort, or some nugget of encouragement to be like, all right, keep going, girl. Let's go. And that's really, that's really kind of how I, I've lived out my life. It's kind of more success-driven. Um, and then getting rewards because I've gotten to the spot that I wanted to. And to be honest, I'm not really sure exactly how God gives the way he gives. That's, on, that's all him. But as I've gotten older, as I've gone through my own cycles of hardcore following diligently as well as you know, falling back within my own, from my own fears and complacency, as I've gone through that, It doesn't look like just hobbling around until I get to the certain spots that God wants me to get to. Instead, on this board of life, what it looks more like, for me at least, what it looks like, is that I'm this piece on the board, but then there's also God right there with me. And we're moving together. We're walking along. And the places where I stop, he stops there with me. He's leading me through. And I follow, and we're moving along. And let's say there's still this spot where he has ordained that I am to get to this spot right here. Like there is something here for me that I'm going to give you. But still, instead of being like this overlord player that like just drops that gift as a reward, it's more like whatever it is that he wants for me there is actually already there. It's already sitting in the spot as we're moving along, as we're trudging along, and then as I allow him to lead me there, I then recognize that this is a gift from God, this is from him. Because we have walked that board together, because we have been so intimate and so close this whole time, I can recognize what is from him. And not only do I recognize it, but I pick it up and I receive it and we, keep one, we use it to keep on going. And all of that to say, uh, I'm then reminded of verses of Romans 12. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Because when when we recognize God's will, that's all that discern means. Discern just means recognize. It's familiar to us. This is how we are able to walk so confidently with him. This is how we're able to keep him in our sights. His will is not something that uh, we have to create for him. It's not something that we have to pick apart or try to decipher for him. That's, That's not our job. Because we have walked that board together, because we have walked this king together, which is, I guess, my life, I know him. And I'm able to recognize his will, I'm able to receive it, and then allow it to transform and lead to whatever it is that comes next. That's how we know, how we, can tr- how we trust, and how we build that. So there is confidence there. With our God, we can confidently walk without stumbling and rest without worrying. That is our God's promise to us, and he never, ever, ever goes back on a promise. So out of God's wisdom, out of following his lead, out of aligning our hearts and our minds with him, his wisdom produces security. We are secure in him. We are held tight and safe, and that he will never leave and never let us go. So as we, um, at this point, we're, we're done in our Proverbs section, but um, as I just continue to just have this, like, read over me and over and over and over these last couple weeks, I'm like, man, God, that's, that's not it. Like, we don't just stop there, especially for us. As, as Christ followers, as those, uh, those who love God, and as we recognize Him and see what He's doing in our lives and the lives around us. Now, we don't just stop there. You know, with all of creation around us, with all of the freedom and the life that He's given, what comes next, what flows next is worship. Just like our, our Romans verse from the very beginning, you know, all things come from God all things are through God, and they go right back up. It's been one big cycle. So then, what does that mean? Like, out of wisdom, produces, it produces worship. It's celebration. To be able to say, thank you, God. Thank you for all that you have created around me. Thank you for the friendships, thank you for the loves that you have made, for the lives that you've put in, put in, uh, put in with my life. You say thank you, God, for this rest. Thank you for taking the night watch. Thank you that I don't have to worry. You know, we don't just worship when things are bad. You know, we don't just go to Him when things are bad, and we don't just um, think about the things that are big. Like we, we are unique in that we can worship and celebrate. That's what worship is. It's a celebration. We can go to God before, during, and after. Everything, it doesn't matter how big or how small. This is how we keep God in our sights. This is how we keep his wisdom in our sights. How we hold it so close to us. This is how we worship through our experiences. And this is how we worship with the wisdom that was given to us by our God. Because if our sights are on God, especially at all times. If our sights are on God, regardless of what's going on around us, our steps will always lead towards wisdom. That filter will always be there. And they will always lead right back to him, right back to our Lord. So we have a good amount of time left. Um, I have some questions. I think there's like three questions for you all on the worksheet. Um, If you want to pick a question from that, you can. If you have a different one, you can also go from there. Um, And then at the same time, on the very far right of your worksheet are um, just some pieces of scripture. And I don't know if you've ever taken the chance to do this because sometimes I just, I don't know what to pray to the truth. Or you get to the end of the night and I'm I'm all worded out. I have no more words. They just don't come. Um, But God makes it so easy. (laughs) And that, you know, we can... Uh, We can pray through scripture we can say thank you Lord for being my help or um, We can say thank you Lord for for being there. So uh, What I would love for you guys to do if you're able to get to that point before someone comes up to um, pray, Pray us or close us out is to to pick a scripture pick one pick all of them Whatever and pray through scripture allow it to really read your heart as well and just sink in and just saturate the night Thank you guys.